I, in the space of about five minutes, almost quadrupled what I was making. Welcome to the Passion Behind the Art Show. It's all about diving in with individuals to learn the awesome story behind your passion. It's your host, Daryl Pinnock. Enjoy this week's episode. Well, um, I'm excited to have Scott Fuller on the Passion Behind the Art Show. Um, hey. It's kind of cool to have another creative right here in Georgia with me. Um, little by little, I'm learning of more and more creatives in Georgia, and Scott is one of them. Welcome, Scott. Hey, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on, you know, and... Uh, it was good. To, it was good to see you last week, and uh, we had some food and some fun. Some laughs. Uh, <laughs> so yes, uh, I saw at least seven spit takes that should have happened, and I believe five of them were yours. So anytime we get anytime we get a few of these folks in a room together, it is just going to be crazy. So. Uh, but that was great. Yeah, but that it, was great. It was fun, man. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun. So let's kick it off. How did Scott's journey start? What age? When do you remember it official officially start for you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, all the designers. It seems you know a lot of folks. It seems to have a similar story. Sometimes you know we we have somebody had crayons or somebody had markers or really you know uh crappy crayola watercolors and somebody left them out and you discovered them and you started drawing and for some folks they were amazing from birth some folks had to work really really hard at it and i'm not saying that other folks didn't have to work hard on it they had to work on it just as we did but it seemed like some others had more of a natural affinity for it uh i was i don't think i was one i mean i um you know, I just, it was something that I just enjoyed, you know, and it still kind of carries over to today, but I remember five years old painting with said crappy watercolors under my kitchen table, um, you know, trains, cars were my biggest, uh, kind of subject growing up. I did, I drew a lot of mechanical stuff. I never drew people, you know, I do some landscapes from time to time, but most of it was very mechanical, you know, automotive, that type of deal. My dad used to race, uh, supercross back in the day back nice. in the 70s back in the 70s and 80s and um i guess i kind of got that bug from him i'm a big racing fan myself short tracks dirt tracks big tracks my dad and i used to go to the georgia dome uh every february and watch uh watch the motocross uh race really uh, which was yeah every every february man that was so much fun and what you do is you'd park you'd park over at the marta station this is back when marta was still safe to ride at night at some point so you would this was like early 90s so basically we'd park at the station we'd ride the ride the uh the subway into the to the georgia dome and uh we'd sit we'd sit upper upper deck because you wanted to be able to see the whole the whole track and then we'd sit about 50 yard line so we had a fantastic view and the tickets were like 10 bucks or something um and it, and it, and I feel a little weird because it's all going to come. It's all coming to an end. The Georgia Dome is being like imploded. Right, right, uh, like right. Next month, um, I'm going to watch it. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm right up the road. I'm right up the road. I might as well. But I'm getting off track. I'm getting off track. I tend to do that. Um, I had an uncle who um, who was an illustrator who um, was incredible. He had incredible talent. He and his he and his uh, son's my cousin. And um, 
I don't know. I just I just always did it. You know, I, it's just something something I always did. I draw, you know, once again cars and stuff for my buddies. Or um, I'm a big NASCAR fan. I started following it back in like '96, '97. And I used to design the paint schemes on the cars. Funny thing, the guy who did most of the paint schemes and was like the illustrator of NASCAR, mm. we, we all know, you know, Saul Bass, you know, illustri- you know uh, right. designer, logo designer, identity and everything. The guy that I followed was Sam Bass. He had a, had a studio and a gallery and whatnot out of, um, out of North Carolina, out of Charlotte. Um, and uh, it was... It was it was nuts, and and I was a big big fan, and I do a lot of that type of stuff for my buddies. So, senior year of high school comes along. Uh, I'm just I'm rolling on towards a uh, towards what I thought would be a degree in mechanical engineering. Wow. I did. Uh, my dad was a machinist, still is, has been for forty years. I uh, worked in a shop uh, growing up from the time I was about eight, nine years old. And uh, I thought I was going to be a mechanical engineer. I did trigonometry, physics, calculus, all that stuff, all in high school. And I had been accepted into the college to to be a mechanical engineer. Well, my senior year, I took a design class. Uh, it was just an art class. It wasn't even design. I still, At this point, I still don't even know what design is, what graphic right. design is. So I, I take that and I realized there, there's something there. So I took a chance, and uh, when I gave my address at graduation, I, uh, I let everybody know I was going into art, and the air got sucked out of the room so fast, man. But I gave it a shot. You know, I was going to be the first Fuller to graduate from college, which I did, which nice. is pretty cool. And I was going to be uh, my first-generation designer, which <laughs> is, is kind of cool. So... That's kind of how I got from you know from under the under the kitchen table into, into college doing this this kind of stuff. So you're kind of like a pioneer for your family, huh? A little bit. I mean, you know, I've got I got firefighters in my family. There's a big military aspect to my family. All my grandparents were in the were in the service. Uh, my mom's dad uh, flew a refueler. He was a pilot. Mm. Uh, he had a uh, uh, what is it? He had his purse. He had a personal plane too, but it was one of those old. It was a two-seater biplane, but it was open cockpit. Wow! Right. So he used to take my mom and you know some of her friends or whatnot. He would take them up, or her brothers or whatnot. He would take them up in the air. Remember, we're in an open, open air cockpit, cockpit. right? And he would fly upside down. So, what? yeah. So. <laughs> I'm like, this is my kind of guy. I never got to meet him. He passed away when my mom was uh, 12, 13. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, from then on, you know, my other grandparents that I knew, they were in the military and, and did something like that. I remember going to the commissary, shopping with my grandparents when I would go up there. Um, you know, I saw that and, and, and it kind of had that uh, that history. So, you know, like I said, we've got... We got metal workers, we got machinists, we've got all kind of stuff in there. Very hands, we're very hands-on people, which I really, really like. Right. And I try to bring that approach in design. Now I know we do this stuff on computers and whatnot. So with this handcrafted logo, just, just it's, it's it's BS, is what it is. You know, unless somebody's out there drawing it and carving it out or something, that's handcrafted. Going on okay. every surface, every material, and carving exactly. the logo. See. 
you know, now I'm very analog. I start on paper, but I, but I know where I, I know where I need to finish it. Right. right. So this handcrafted stuff is a little, you know, you know, it's starting to see it's time, but it's like the, it's like the crossed hatchets of this, uh, this year or two years spread or when anyway, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. So for me to jump into something like this, you know, it was a big unknown. You know, my, I think my, my parents wanted to support me. They wanted to do that. And they did. They nice. very much did. But not until I I got the job doing it did they really see, okay, that's what this is. Or that's what this means. And this is good for him. This is not good for him. Uh, what I would see is a big opportunity. Maybe they didn't see right off the bat. But now it's, oh, yeah. I, wow. I see what he's doing, you know. So, um so yeah, it, it was a little weird, but I mean, my, like my sisters are teachers, both of them, wow. and you know, I'm not. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest of four kids, and I get to I get to be the problem child, and I kind of embrace it. You know, I've got a I get the beard and the you know the uh, you know run the little design studio and everything, and I enjoy that. Nice. I enjoy that. I, I kind of enjoy being the the one that didn't quite just kind of do the normal thing. Now, that's not to say that at times you you didn't wonder, should I have, you know? Right. You know. Like do the but, mechanical engineer stuff exactly, or something like that. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, and there's a creative aspect to that. I know that, and I would have enjoyed it, I'm sure. But I love what I get to do, and I get to do a lot of different things, which for me is huge. So... So you gotta you, you gotta cut me off at some point. Yeah, <laughs> keep on talking, man. It's all about the talking. stories, man. It's all about the stories. So, how would you say this whole mechanical engineering, this car loving background, influenced your design ability? I mean, take it for me. I you know being around all that type of stuff, being around my dad's shop and everything. I saw a lot of I saw a lot of old graphics. I saw a lot of you know logos that had been around longer than I'd been alive. Uh, you know, longer than probably my dad had been alive at that point. So I saw a lot of that stuff. The old hazard signs, like you'll get your hand, mm-hmm. you know, all, you, you'll lose all your fingers if you put it, you know, two inches further, buddy, and you know, you know, and you'll be you'll be picking your nose with your elbow. I saw signs like that, you know, and, and, and whatnot, and it just kind of stuck in the back of my mind. But, uh, and then, of course, being around racing and everything, right. you know, uh, always, they were always thinking about this stuff, you know, because all the graphics, everything on those cars, I mean, they're going 200 miles an hour. So you got to be able to recognize oh, that, see. recognize color, recognize patterns, recognize shapes and, and sizes and whatnot. So, you know, I'm learning all this stuff without, realizing that i'm learning it um and then i learned a lot from design just from my dad my dad is not a designer he's has no interest in any of that type of stuff one of the smartest common most common sense people that i know ever you know he did not go he did not go to college he he only has a high school education um but i would go to him with big decisions i still do you know I still do, and I trust his judgment because it's just plain common sense. Mm. And you know, he would tell me things about working in the machine shop or working with this piece of material or, or something like that. And inadvertently, you know, seven, eight, nine years down the road, a decade down the road, I realize, 
there's there's an application for this outside of outside of machinery oh. and like to, all right so here's one we're working on a lathe and we got a piece of, we got a piece of metal on there and it's turning really really fast so we can cut it and, and shape it and polish it and whatnot and dad would always tell me when i'm going there and i'm dialing everything in he would say remember he said you can always take more off but you can never put it back on mm. okay Makes sense. so think of poster design you think of identity design you think of icons you think of any of this type of stuff that we do where that applies and i start man when i start on a logo design like i'm working on i think four of them right now not at the same time that'd be a little crazy but i'm, I'm working on five four logo projects going on right now and when i start those things i throw the kitchen sink at it i mean it is anything goes at the beginning and then I pare it down, I pare it down, I pare it down. And I know that I'm not going to add anything else to it because I've already tried everything. It's like I tried that five pages ago, mm-hmm. you know. But is there something there that I can now take and pare down even more? So, you know, nice. for me, that type of works. But it's all these type of stuff that he would tell me like this. And this would really influence my thought process uh, directions and just you know decisions that I would make just even on a day to day basis. You can always you can always take something off, but you can't mm-hmm. add. It's true. I like that. It's, I like that. I like that. I like that. I like was that. that they said that uh, was I? Excuse me, I can't remember who said this thing, but basically minimalism is not. And I don't consider myself a minimalist, but basically he said the minimalist minimalism is not the least amount of objects; it's just the right amount. Right. So, and, and I completely agree with that. Right, right. So, who would you say was uh, your biggest influence or who you grabbed support from? Um, I guess we can safe to say a father is one. So, mm-hmm. who would you say is in that inner circle of um, Scott to keep him, you know what I mean? Kind of keep me in line. Right. <laughs> uh, my wife. My wife's got to be, got to be right there, right at the top. I mean... We have been through some craziness, and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more down, uh, you know, uh, when we get to some few of the other questions. But man, we have been through some crazy, crazy stuff. She's been right there with me. It hasn't always been easy. I can vouch for that. Um, I am a, I am about as stubborn as a mule, and I know it. And I've gotten better at it at the, to an extent, but I am, but I am me. Um, and but she has been there to you know not just to keep me in line even though i do need that but to to support me she's made some sacrifice she's made a lot of sacrifices for me to get here and you know i'm still i'll never i'll never be able to repay her for that Hmm. you know but if i need if i if i she can see she can look at my face and say Oh, she knows what's coming, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm about to say something, I really shouldn't say that I can't take back. That'll burn a bridge or blow it up, you know. She'll just kind of, hey, think about this before you send that, you know. Here's a good rule of thumb: when you're composing an email, especially one that may or may not be strongly worded, make sure you keep all email addresses out of the send out of the little sending bar. Make sure you don't have anything in there until you're ready to send it. Because sometimes you accidentally hit send because it's muscle memory, and you really shouldn't have sent that thing. Remember that. But um, her for sure. 
and then I have uh, I have other designers. You know, I'm kind of in that circle. And uh, when Mike uh, Mike Jones uh, from uh, Creative South and in, in Columbus down in Georgia, uh, if you've never heard of if you've never heard of Columbus, Georgia, you got to go check it out. And especially check it out on the second week of April. It will be absolutely incredible. Uh, Mike Jones, it's, that is the best conference I've ever been to in my life. But you have folks like like Mike. Uh, I consider him along one of my closest friends. Um, you know, you got my, you got some guys up here. You got you know Tom Cox, or, you know Rob McClurk, and all these guys. Um, other designers that I've known, designers that I look up to, and people that I can kind of call and talk to in a moment's notice if I need to, mm-hmm. and and I enjoy that. But there are that there is that kind of inner circle, and I feel like those are those are kind of right there. You know. Um, with those guys at first, my wife, Mike, and then, uh, you know, a few other, a few other folks that I know I can go to and we can have it out. Right. Like we have, you know, it's not come to like, you know, you know, put up your fists after <laughs> that, but man, we can, we can say what's on our mind without fear of, you know, well, he's not going to like me tomorrow. Right, no, we got. Right. Sometimes we have stuff we have to get off our chest, mm-hmm. and sometimes we have to say it. But we know how it's going to be taken. We know that you know if folks are going to jump on us or something like that, there's folks in that inner circle. They're going to it's going to be out of love. Right. So having that closeness, you know, whether it's with five people or twenty five people, depending on your on that circle, depending on how you like to operate. And it's good to have, you know, it really is. It really but is. Then you, but really then you is. have to turn around. But at the same time, you want to be inside that circle too because you want to be able to help them out, mm-hmm. you know. Not just get, take. you got to return. You can't yeah. just take, 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 right. you know. At the same time, and you got to return that too, you know. Always something good to remember. Yeah. I like that, man. I like that. I like that. Yeah, Mike is a, is a good guy. Love that dude. Great guy. Massive guy, <laughs> figuratively guy. and literally. <laughs> and I sold a, uh, or what is it? I shared a, uh, I shared a plane, uh, I shared a plane ride, Delta up to uh, Ohio with him back in 2013. We got real close, man. Nice, real nice, close. Nice, 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 nice. It was nice. using my lap as an armrest. That, that's all I'll say. But it was, it was fantastic. But just a, fin- just a phenomenal guy. You know, he's he's helped my career out a lot uh, on purpose and, you know, inadvertently as well. Um, and I'll do whatever I can to help out as well. Sounds good. Sounds good. So what would you say was the hardest time? I mean, I'm pretty sure you probably have it all together. Everything is all good for you. Nothing. <laughs> you just walk through the, every morning. You wake up and it's just sunshine and rainbow. Sunshine rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, the first, the last thing I want to see when I wake up is sunshine and rainbows. I like it to be nice and dim when I wake up because you know I don't want to wake because then I'm gonna, then I get grumpy and it's like it's shining light in my eyes. So this whole sunshine and rainbows thing is not all it's cracked up to be. Uh, that being said, um, when my wife and I got married, we got married back in 2008. So this year will be nine years we've been married. Crazy. Nine years. We have a six-year-old, um, a little, a little boy, Sean. Uh, he just turned six last month. That was great. Um, but I remember the first year we were married. I like I laid off after three months. This is two thousand eight. This is not a good time. Or two thousand nine. This is two thousand nine. This is not a good time. 
and I I had a little bit of experience, but not much. You know, at that point, every uh, the agencies and the designers have went out being very very careful. You got to have at least four years of experience, and I'm like, right. I've been out of college four months. You know, mm-hmm. so so there was that. So I get laid off. I can't find work. I mean, I nothing. I can't get it on. I can't get a job at Target. I mean, I, I and I tried. That was the crazy part. I was actually, you know, I was trying to do that. So, you know, I end up working at an Apple store, and not even a real Apple store. Peach Mac was the name of this, right? This is about 2000, uh, 2010. So we'd gone through a year at least of just trying all these different things and just not working. So I finally got hired on there. I worked there for about three months. And I'm selling computers and iPads and iMacs and Apple mice and, uh, you know, dealing with all the craziness that is, uh, that is cutthroat retail sales. And uh, I happened to sell a computer to the right guy. Um, he was there in Peachtree City, but he owned a trucking company out of, um, out of Atlanta, out of uh, Conley, Georgia. And he asked me, do you do freelance work? Yeah, I do freelance work. You know, don't ask me if I'm any good at it because obviously I'm sitting here working at an Apple store. But uh, yeah, I do freelance work. So he asked me to come up, and so I had him. I had a morning off two days. Two days later, so I went up there and I want to talk to him about doing some freelance work, which is always good. And uh, we chit chatted for a couple minutes, shot the breeze, and then he said, "Well, I actually don't have any freelance work for you." I'm thinking. Why didn't what did what call me up here? I just drove the traffic. I got up earlier than I wanted to. You know, I didn't say these things, but you're thinking them in your mind. And he said, "No, you, you don't understand. I want to hire you full time wow. to to run the in-house design department, which would consist solely of me." So. I, in the space of about five minutes, almost quadrupled what I was making. Wow. It was my first real design job. Uh, even if it's for a trucking company, 90% of my experience before I got, before I opened the studio was in, was in-house design. You know, I was in-house design, in-house for a bigger company or something like that, but not really at a design agency. So, oh man, so I go home that night, I'm on cloud nine, and then that night is the night that we find out that Julie's pregnant with Sean. So that day will kind of live in infamy forever. Now, as with many good things in my life, uh, a lot of times they come, sometimes they're short-lived. Mm. Two years later, um, I, I've been laid off from that job. They basically said, you know, we found somebody who could do your job for half your, half your price. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> Time to move on. So I moved on and uh, once again back in the same boat. Mm. And this was when the real kick in the balls hit. My wife and I come home one night to an eviction notice on our door. The door of the, um, the, the, the place that we, were, that we were living in at the time. I could, couldn't pay the bills. Couldn't, couldn't give rent. We couldn't. Just none of that stuff. And um, sorry. And um, it just, that was it. And, you know, you're sitting there, you know, with with your wife and 
you're packing up all your stuff to go move back in with my parents. This and that's the thing. This was four a little over four years ago. We're not talking eight, nine years ago. This is recent. And you know, it's like what do you it's like what do you do? Do you do you do you keep going? Do you do you not keep going? Do you you know start to wonder should I have taken that mechanical engineering thing? Um um, but in the end, you, you kind of go on. So from there I got, uh, you know, during this time I started the studio temporary just as a joke, just for fun and doing my own little thing. And then, um, I got a job once again, in-house at a financial agency We moved up here to Ackworth. And then, um, you know, I'd been running the studio as for my freelance bit on the side for a couple of years, always with the intention of going to that full time. But I wasn't ready when uh, when I got called in and got laid off. They laid off, I think, uh, like 40 people wow. from the place we were working at to the point like they called from what I understand, they called in like 15 folks, I think, like into a conference room and like let them all go at once. It was that kind of company. Right. With me, it was a one-on-one thing, and it was just, it was horrible. So I'm walking out the door, and I'm supposed to meet Julie and Sean for lunch that day. So I walk out the door, and I'm carrying all my stuff. So a half hour later, man, we got done, we're crying, and just, you know, funny thing. And then finally Julie looked at me, and she said, look, if you're going to start it, start it now. She's like, we've got a couple of months to, to kind of get by. If you're going to start it, start it now. So a half hour after I walk out the door... I started making calls, and within about a half hour, 45 minutes, I had four meetings, um, and they all panned out. And we went through some rough stretches, some really rough stretches, but for the first time, I have not had a slow month since June of 2016. Mm-hmm. And it is the work right now is just it's just coming in, and I love it. It's it's awesome and it's crazy. It's it's stressful from time to time, but look where I was. I can look at this stuff and it's like, oh, this is due and tomorrow. Yeah, I can make that happen. Right. You know. See, so what am I going to do? I'm going to go back and live with my parents again. Am I going to you know right. go back and work at the Apple Store? No, I'm not going to complain about that type of stuff. I love doing what I do. But I also have that experience from those few years back to say, yeah, I've got it good. It's rough, but I've got it good. Man, that's, that, I mean, that's epic, man. Yeah, that's and that's the story. thing, like, a lot of people, up until last month, up until last month, only a handful of people even knew that about me. Mm. All right, because I... I don't get me wrong. I love to talk. Everyone who knows me, I love to talk. I love to, to talk. I love to, you know, I love to to make fun of folks and, and crack jokes and, right. and do all this type of stuff. You know, little one-liners and everything. I enjoy that type of stuff. But I consider myself kind of a private person when it comes to that type of stuff. Well, I put a new talk together and I talked to my wife and I said, "Look, I want to tell everything, like everything right. we went through." But I need to know that it's okay. Yeah, with you, right? Yeah. And she said, tell it all. 
So now if I'm on, you know, on the, on the podcast or I'm up doing my talk, people are going to know where I came from. But the biggest thing that I learned from all that, you know, you hear there's talk about, you know, this person got here because of this. or This person got here because of that. Look, we all went through some stuff and you can't compare one person to another. Like what I went through might seem like nothing compared to what somebody else went through. But to me, it was huge. Right. Right. So here's here's my thought on that whole thing. And no matter who you are, what situation you're in, whether that's emotionally, financially, mentally, whatever, no matter where you are in life, you still have to put in the work. Facts. Because you will not get a pass. You know, well, you got evicted. Oh, well, you know, then you don't have to learn how to you know, you don't have to learn how to space typewrite. You know, we'll, we'll give you a pass on that. No, you still have to learn that stuff. You still have to, to figure that stuff out. Learn how to talk to people. Learn how to, you know, do this type of stuff that you really want to do. No matter what you're going through, you still have to put in the time. So I will help out whoever I can, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, take them out for lunch or something or I'll, you know, help them out. If they ask me for something, yeah, I'll, I'll do anything I can to help. But man, in the end, you got to put in the time. That's true. That is true, man. I mean, you hit it spot on, man. I mean, <laughs> you hit it spot on. You hit it spot on. So what was the whole idea behind this name, the Studio Temporary? <laughs> well, I told you it started out as a joke. So I, um, this is 2012. So uh, about five years ago, I, this is when this is when I was still working at the trucking company. This is when things were going good. I got a chance to work on an identity for a restaurant in town, and um, it was this old school sign shop in town. Now, for anybody who's from a small town, you know that you heading down the road into downtown into the square. There are all these houses lining the road, and about half of them are businesses, right? So there's this awesome old little house, and this old guy in there, a sign maker, sign painter. He could do all kind of stuff. He'd sculpt and etch and all this kind of stuff, and he was building a sign. Well, this is about three minutes walking distance, or so three or four minutes walking distance from where I lived at the time. And uh, I'm in there. I'm helping to build the sign. I actually called in sick, uh, quote-unquote, to work just so I could build in the sign. Bob, if you're listening to this, I wasn't sick and that paved the whole way for me doing what I'm doing right now. So thank you for not digging too deep. Um, but um, yes, I lied. Anyway, so um, I I go in there and I'm helping build the sign. It's got this awesome little back room. It's got this high table and all this amazing, cool old stuff, old junk all over the place. But I loved it. This was like, this is the kind of workshop that I think is just awesome. So I asked him a really weird question. I said, you know, what would you say to let me work in here at night when you're not here? I mean, that's literally how I took it out. So we got a chance to work on the sign a couple more days, and we got to know each other a little bit. He gave me a key to the shop, to that little back room. He said, you know, here's the fan, here's the, the heat, you know, here's, you know, Wi-Fi password. Basically, it's like just 
leave everything the way it was when you left, turn off all the stuff, lock up, and we're good. Wow. I did that for a year and a half, and he never charged me a single penny. Basically, when he left every day at 5 o'clock until he got in each morning at 6, the was shop was mine. Was yours. Wow. So the first night there, I decide, you know, I got to call this place something. So I called, just as a joke, I called it the Studio Temporary. I made business cards and stuff for it, too. I mean, it was just, you know, I, I got to do something. That was like my first project to kind of, you know, christen the, the studio, as it were. About six months later, I heard one of my favorite designers, uh, uh, his name's, uh, formerly his name's Alan Fletcher. He was one of the founding partners of Pentagram. Okay. Uh, he's, he passed away back in 2008, but um, I read one of, the, one of the last interviews he did, and somebody asked him, you know, Mr. Fletcher, what's the most important tool in your studio? And he answered, it's my head. So I'm sitting there thinking this name and my name, the name that I came up with just kind of popped into my head. So I was like, there's something to that, you know. So I came up with the, the slogan, if you want to call it, good design wherever I happen to be. And I called it the studio temporary and it just fit. And that's it. That's the story, really. And I've just been doing that, you know, wherever I am, you know. For the last, you know, four or five years. Nice, man. Um. Uh. So my question is like, what is the secret that you haven't had a slow month since 2016? What's your secret? Uh. No, man. I just. There's a couple of things I always try to do. One, if you follow my Instagram, uh, you know that I'm a pretty avid uh, poster. You know at least, you know, four or five times a week. Um, I post work. I post work in progress. Uh, I post stuff that I'm doing. I post stuff I find. You know, I want to keep people engaged. And, and that's been a big thing for me. Um, another thing would be um, something that my dad told me. We're back to those dadisms again. But something my dad always told me. He said, son, it's a lot easier to find work when you have work. So I might be three months out or four months out or however, one month out, but I'm still taking meetings. I'm still talking to folks. I'm still being available because if you didn't do that, then you get to the end, you send that last invoice off and it's like, okay, I've got enough money to last me about two weeks. I've got to find some work. And when that happens, you go talking to the clients and for all the bad rap that designers love to give clients, right. they're very very perceptive people because you go running in there saying yeah i'd love to do this work and you know like well you know we're, we're thinking about it we're thinking oh man i i could meet with you guys tomorrow mm. they can smell desperation they can smell that desperation on you they can smell it so the idea being you know look you know and that's not who's not to say three months out i know what's coming and i'm not desperate but at the same time you know, I am saying, look, this is the stuff I'm working on. This is this is what I have going on at the moment. And, you know, so at that point, I'm constantly, 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 and it's an old sales thing, but it's called, you know, keeping the funnel full. Right. You know, all the good jobs will kind of drip down or whatnot, but it's got to have something up here moving around and being filled up and whatnot to keep that thing going. So constantly be on the lookout. That's the, and that's the other thing. It's just being available. I never know who I'm going to, I never know where my next client's going to come from. It's true. But I always know that, you know, whoever I'm talking to, 
it, it might turn into something. But I don't go. But I don't go into a conversation thinking, okay, how am I going to get them to hire me to to make their logo? You know, I'm not. I'm not thinking that. But at the same time, I'm always available. Right. You know, to to give to give you an example, I did some uh, I did some uh, event graphics for this uh, this thing early this year at. Um, at the Georgia Conservancy, it was this awesome, uh, awesome little event. Cool graphics, I had a great time. The first person I met there was the commissioner, the Department of City Planning for the City of Atlanta. Hmm. Okay, somebody introduced me to him. Oh, I'm a graphic designer. Oh, yeah, I'm in the studio temporary. I'm, I'm sure you've never heard of me, you know, and he hadn't. So he said, oh, well, what do you do? I was like, why are you here? And I pointed to the poster, the big poster that I'd made for this event. And he said, you know what? We need to talk. And I'm like, okay, sure. You know, you have your card, you know, anything like that. So he hands it to me. You know, commissioner of the Department of City Planning for the city of Atlanta. <laughs> and they are now my clients. So it's... You never know, right? But it's that availability. It's just not not going in there with your memorized thirty second whatever. <laughs> no, I don't have a pitch. I mean, what is I mean, what is my pitch really? If you need design done, you should probably come talk to me. <laughs> I mean, what you know? What more do you need? But at the same time i'm not going in there as this big salesman because i'm not that person now i am a salesman because you know i sell my work i sell my company and so on and so forth right. but i'm not going in there with you know with that mentality i'm going there i'm going to hang out i'm going to meet some cool folks i don't know who i'm going to meet and i'm fine with that because i really enjoy meeting new people and you know you just you get to know them right and but but there's no end goal. That's the thing. I, I, I want to stress there's no like, I wanted to know, I want to meet 10 new people and I want to convert seven of them into clients. There's not, that doesn't exist for me. It's just getting to know, it's just getting to know people. And a lot of times it's just, it happens, you know, and a good, a good example. Um, the building that I work out of, the Switchyards Downtown Club, Mike Tavani and Dave Payne uh, started the, the formulation of this idea back in like 2012, 2013. 2015, a buddy of mine who um, he designs he designs these spaces and it's incredible restaurants and all kind of craziness. Craziness. This guy is amazing. He was working on this particular place. He said it's called Switch Arts. I think you'd like it. You ought to check it out. Okay, fine. So I go on their Instagram. I check it out. I see some stuff and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I just commented on Instagram. I was like, man, this, this is killer. I love it. Mike Tavani, one of the founders, reached out to me over Instagram. I've been following your work for like the last couple years. And I'm sitting there thinking, nice. okay. <laughs> this is October of 2015. Um, I've been out on my own now for about nine months. Uh, no, not, let's see. Maybe seven months. I've been out on my own for about seven months. And he got in touch with me. He said, come check out the place. See what you think. But I'd love to talk to you. Okay, fine. So I go out there, take the tour. We're, we're, and it's still full construction, man. We're wearing like vests and hard hats. And one guy fainted during the tour and like hit his hit his head. And it was really funny. So um, this is the and the guy was just 
going on about why do I have to wear a hard hat and why do I have to do this? And I'm like, that's why. <laughs> anyway, he was fine. So, um, anyway, I think the dent is still in the sheetrock. Anyway, so, um, so he, he and I start talking. We talked for like 45 minutes after the tour. He asked me to come and design the sign and the identity for the Switchyards Downtown Club. <laughs> it opened uh, December of 2015. Like, we had our first big meeting. They get their CO on January 4th, I think, of 2016. I moved in on the 5th, and I've been there for almost two years. How? A buddy of mine was working on something. I commented and said, this is killer. I'd love to know more about this. And now I've been there, and I've had a hand in a ton of stuff through there. I've done shirts for them. I just finished a mural um, at, the, at the club. Uh, at Switch Yards, I just finished a mural. They now have their own typeface, Switch Yards Gothic. You know, they now have that. I've designed pennants and you know all kind of crazy stuff for these guys. And where did it all start? Just from I had a conversation with him, not about working for him. Just I think this is cool, and you never know where that stuff will lead. Right. You know, so just being available has been probably the biggest advantage for me in those for this last year 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 and a half or so so hold up uh, you work at switchyard i do really? i do I, my, my studio my studio and everything is at switchyard so I, i've got a space there um that's what that's where i work out of um i go in four days out of the week i will always work from home on wednesdays um and uh, yeah, I got a space. I got I got a key to my office and whatnot, and it's great. I've got posters and all kind of junk and craziness and, and everything and books. Uh, I didn't and, know that. I know yeah. of Switchyard. I've never been there, but I know of it. And you I was gotta like, come I, by. Dude, you gotta I, come by. I'm definitely like gonna come by now. Do you like sandwiches? <laughs> do, you, do you like sandwiches? That's bad. Broad Street in Atlanta has some of the best restaurants, especially for just quick lunch food that I've ever seen. Ruben Sandwich Shop, best sandwich I've ever had in my life. Unbelievable. I eat there a couple times a week. I walk in, I say hi, and then I walk up to the register because they already know what I'm going to order. I don't even have to tell them what I want. I just walk in, let them know I'm there, and they just start making my stuff. They're great folks, nice folks, lovely, lovely folks. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I enjoy that type of stuff, but you come up to switch yards, you know, we'll, we'll figure out a time, come up around lunchtime. Uh, I'll take you over to Rubens, uh, you know, Josh and those guys, will get y'all set up and, uh, you know, we'll chit chat and go over some stuff, talk about the smashing success of this particular episode and hopefully, <laughs> know, but we'll figure something out. Oh, that's cool, man. I mean, that's just, I, I didn't even know that. I know of yeah. Switchers, but I didn't even know that. That's where you're uh, based out of. Open wow. door, man. Oh, that's Open cool. Door. That's cool. So, the big question, what's next? What's next with Scott? Ooh. I don't know, man. Uh, Got to get my oil changed this week. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people ask, people ask me this question. Like, I don't know. I don't know, and I kind of like it. Um, I know that I've got a lot of work to do tonight. I'll be up doing a bunch of stuff. I know that I have to. Uh, I've got to run out and get something for my kid for uh, for superhero day at school tomorrow. I got to run out to as soon as we get done here. 
I got I got to run out to the store real quick and, and get that, and I'm happy to, you know. I've um, I've got, uh, you know, I just uh, I've signed some new clients, and nice. I think it's really cool. Um, Coca Cola now being one of them as of today, Epic. which is nuts. Uh, I, I designed a poster for Type Hike, and I found out a couple weeks ago. Yeah, seen that post. Yeah, it's now one of my posters as part of this series. One of my posters is now in the permanent collection at the Library of Congress. How's that for crazy, right? <laughs> and then I've got uh, I just got a bunch of other client stuff I'm working on. I'm gonna be in my first uh, store. Mm. I'm uh, talking with some folks in my hometown of Noonan. They have this awesome little store, and uh, they want me to come in there. They want me to sell products and stuff in there, a wholesale bit or something. So I'm talking to them next week, and uh, I'm already working up some stuff, so I'm pretty excited about that. Don't know when that's going to actually launch. Maybe uh, maybe towards uh, towards next month or something. We'll see. Um, you know, and then... Uh, you know, I've got TopCon, uh, my little conference that I go to every... I think we talked about this. Yeah, we did, we did. We, we did. talked about this at Canyons. That's coming up uh, November 17th and 18th. I've already got my room booked at the Crash Pad. Uh, I cannot wait. It's going to be fantastic. Great food, great people, fire pit, uh, s'mores, hot chocolate over the chocolate ear, uh, champies, fried chicken. Mm. Mm. <laughs> we found a it's going to be epic. Get to some uh, get some bluegrass grill for breakfast, uh, or we'll just make it there at the at the hostel because we're cool like that. Um, you know, Sounds there's good. a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff coming up. Yeah, but, I can see. But it can all change. It could all change at a moment's notice, and I think that's kind of cool. So, so we'll see. Okay. We'll see what happens. Sounds but, good, um, man. Sounds good. So, advice for creatives. I mean, you've given a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, and uh, just a lot of great stories. Um, make me see, making me sound older than my thirty-two here. It's like, <laughs> yes, sir. You know, please. What what more wisdom have you to bestow upon us from your many years in graphic design? Well, Sonny, I uh, I don't know, man. Just you know. Just put in the work. You're going to have to put in the work. There's no way around it. Uh, be nice to folks, please. Good night. Just be nice to people. And I know we all have bad days. I have bad days, too. But be nice to folks. You never know what will happen. You're never going to know who's watching. Right. Um, but even more than if nobody was watching, just treat, you know, treat people right. Um, and you know, pay attention to the important things in life. You know, your family, your friends, you know, whatever that is for you. You know, pay it, make sure you pay attention to that. And just realize that what we get to do is, is amazing. And it's, and it's cool and it's fun. And we get to make a living do it, and I think that's awesome. And, and just be thankful. Be thankful of what you get to do. Um, and, and enjoy it. Please, enjoy it. You know? Um, that's, I mean, really, that's it, man. And just, just be, and then just be available, you know, be, be open, be yourself, be, right. you know, be nice to folks, have a good, com be able to hold a conversation and look somebody in the eye, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, amazing how many people can't do that anymore. Yeah, so true. just, 
you know, been the end. Be yourself. Enjoy what you get to do, and uh, and just and love it. I love it, man. I really appreciate you coming on, dude. Yeah, this man. has been um awesome. This has been awesome, man. Anytime, and and like I said, we'll get you uh, we'll get you out to Switchyards here soon, and uh, we'll make that thing happen. Yeah, definitely. I know that this is just the beginning for us, and I'm um, looking forward to many more conversations off here and just getting to know you better. But for now, just thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for being so open to yeah. you know, just coming on and not even blinking about it. Nah, man. I mean, this is this is cool. I mean, you know. Seven people, seven thousand people. I don't care how many folks are listening. I mean, just the fact that somebody—and that's the thing—somebody asked me to come on. Somebody asked me to tell my story. I mean, what am I going to say? You know, oh, I won't do it for less than a, you know, knowing that I'm going to get a thousand subscribers. What am I going to? I mean, who does that, right? <laughs> I just enjoy, and you got all you anybody who knows me know how much I enjoy talking. So this is just fun for me. Now. If you want to, if you want to follow along, if this wasn't enough for you, and I haven't turned you off for life, uh, go to thestudiotemporary.com. I've got a brand new website coming soon. You're gonna love it. I'm meeting. I have a meeting with the folks designing it on uh, on Thursday. It's gonna be great. Um, I hope it is. And then. Um, so thestudiotemporary.com. Also, check me, especially on Instagram. I'm very active on there. Instagram and Twitter, at Studio Temporary. And if that wasn't enough, I have a little online store that has some cool things. Uh, that's the Studio Temporary, thestudiotemporary.bigcartel.com. Cool. And if you are in the Atlanta area, yeah, around downtown, uh, man, shoot me a direct message on Instagram. You know, come up. Say hey, shoot the breeze. We'll go to Rubens, um, get a sandwich, you know, or maybe Rosa's. There's pizza and stuff there, which is great. Um, so I don't know. I'm always open to this type of stuff. So if you're in the area, stop by. I'd love to say hey. Awesome, man. Um, I'm going to let you go. Enjoy the rest of your night. Do what you got to do. But, man, thanks again for coming on. It was a pleasure right. meeting you at the um, small town meeting the other day. It was a pleasure having you on the podcast. Anytime, man. Thanks, Daryl. Appreciate it. All right, man. Enjoy your night. You can always connect with me at DP Creates on Instagram or Twitter. If you ever want to have a conversation, ask a question. That's DP Creates at Instagram or Twitter. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I would love to get your feedback. So please leave a review on iTunes and keep sharing the podcast on social media. Be blessed.